You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Faith is based on a promise that is sealed by a covenant initiated and completed by God Himself. Learn more about this truth in week four of our series, Unwavering. This is the context of what we're going to look at today. We find ourselves right now, Abraham, old, landless, and childless. Could you imagine that? God promised him, you will be blessed. Sobrang blessing, financial, protection, influence, family mo magbe-bless, magkakaanak ka, kayo ni Sarah. You'll be blessed. You will have your own land. In fact, ito, hindi lang lupa, hindi lang hectares of land. I will give you a nation. But when Abram come to, thought, come to think about it, eh Lord, tumatanda na ako. <laughs> Lord, wala pa rin yung anak. Wala pa rin lupa. Have you ever felt that? For some of us here, maybe someone said a promise to you and they didn't keep it. Meron ba dito may nangako na sa'yo at hindi tinupad? Tama ba? Most of us here, if not all of us here, we've experienced someone say to us, promise, pexman, mamatay, kaman. O ikaw pwede namay, di ba? Gagawin ko to. And we know how it felt, right? When someone doesn't fulfill their promise, it breaks our heart. Tama ba? There's none, I, I guess, wala naman siguro sa atin na, sa atin na oh, hindi niya ginawa yung promise niya. Okay lang, masaya ako, masaya. No, we feel bad. Could you imagine this? For years, God has been telling Abraham, I will bless you. I will give you a land. I will give you a child. And then Abraham thinks about it and he's afraid. <laughs> Lord, tumatanda na ako. Lord, pero wala pa rin yung promise mo, Lord. Lord, tumatanda na ako, pero wala pa rin ako anak. Lord, paano ba to? Matanda na kaming mag-asawa. Paano pa tum- maybe she's beyond her childbearing stage. How will this happen? And maybe for some of us here, we have that same thought. What do we do when the promises of God doesn't match our reality? You see, for some of us here, when we read our Bibles, and we tell all of us here to read our Bibles, because we see there the promises of God for our lives. And we're teaching all of us here to claim God's promises. Imagine looking at the Bible, we would see God will provide for you, God will protect you, God's going to uh, 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 give you healing and peace. But when we look at our current realities, it doesn't look like that. What do we do? When the promises of God, which is so good, doesn't match our current reality. Don't raise your hands, but who among you here? You know what I'm trying to say. We're claiming something. We're believing God for something. And Lord, bakit ganun? Parang hindi lang siya hindi natutupad, lalo pa siyang lumalala. And that's the situation of Abraham. Let's bow down our heads. Lord, open our eyes. That of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God. That you are God. Answer us, Lord. Let fire come down from heaven, consume us, remove anything that does not come from you. In Jesus' name, amen. So yun yung status. Abraham, he's afraid. And he, he, he looks at the promise, he remembers the promise, but the reality doesn't look like it. You know what God told Abraham? And this is the iconic scene, okay? Maybe for some of you, you've heard this story. God brought, brought Abraham outside and he told him to look at the stars in the sky. Tinamayun stars, count them, count the stars. Kung gano karami mga between sa langit, yun yung magiging anak mo. I promise you that, Abraham. And that's what God did. In the middle of all the doubts of Abraham, God brought Abraham out and said, look at the stars, count them. 
That's how many descendants he would have. And here's the amazing thing about that. In verse, in verse 6, it says here, Genesis 15, verse 6, And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. You would remember, first week we've said, Sinetal na natin, Abram, not a good person. <laughs> He's not perfect. He's not righteous. In fact, right after God made his first promise, Diba pinagkalululo niya si Sarah, yung asawa niya? Nagpanggap silang magkapatid para hindi siya, ma, hindi siya ma, uh, apektuhan ng mga enemies. So we know Abram's not perfect. And maybe for some of us here, we have this notion na pag ang, ang pagiging Christian, Christianity is about being perfect. Christianity is about doing this and doing that. When we read this verse, this is the, at the very heart of what it means to be a Christian. It's not a bunch of do's and don'ts. The very heart of being a Christian is this. We're not worth it. We're not good. Kung honest po tayo sa sarili natin, we know we have lots of issues and sins in our lives. But God is good. God has blessed Abram. Abr- God was saying, I've blessed you so much. I've protected you from that war against the four kings. I've protected you and I've blessed you. And look at the stars. I'm making a promise. I will bless you, Abram, even if you don't deserve it. Because we really don't deserve anything. And what did Abram do? He didn't do anything, but he just believed. It's all by grace. It's all through faith. And it was credited to him as righteousness. God called him righteous even though Abram knows he's not. This is the God that we serve. This is the God that we sing about, Kanina. We're singing about a God who makes our wrongs right. We're singing about a God who knows all our unrighteousness and all our flaws and all our faults and declares us righteous simply by believing because He is able. That's at the very heart of Christianity. The grace of God. Salvation by faith alone. And then look at the next couple of verses. In verse 7, sabi dito, And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. And look at verse 8. Misa niniisip natin pag-Christian, dapat wala ng doubts. Dapat dere-derecho. Dapat strong yung faith. We shouldn't ask God. We shouldn't doubt. But look at Abraham. In verse 7, it says here, And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you, fro- brought you out from the earth, the Chaldeans, to give you this land to possess. But he said, see Abraham said, O Lord, how am I to know that I shall possess it? Misa nakala natin pag-Christian, dapat wala ng doubts, wala ng fears. But here was Abraham, counted as righteous before God, and he said, eh Lord, paano? Have you ever asked God about that? You read the Bible, Lord, wow, grabe. Check out the current reality. Lord, paano? It seems impossible. It seems unlikely. How will I know? How will you do it? Lord, paano? And you know what? This is the amazing thing about God. We can bring to God our doubts and questions and we can wrestle it to Him. Hindi na siya si God sa doubts natin. In fact, alam naman niya na meron pa tayong Kinakatakutan eh. What God is saying, bring it to Him. God blesses us, promises us. And we're saying, Lord, paano ito mangyari, Lord? And it's okay. God wants us to wrestle that with Him. How does God respond to Abram's question? Did He say, 
Grabe ka naman, napaka-ungrateful mo naman, Abraham. Ang dami ko na nagawa. Dinadoubt mo pa ba ako? Did God belittle Abraham's faith? Look at how God responded in verses 9 to 10. God said to him, Bring me a heifer. Ang heifer po ay isang babaeng cow. Okay? Bring me a heifer, three years old, a female goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all the, these and cut them in half. And laid each half over against the other, but he did not cut the birds in half. Parang, Lord, ano yan? <laughs> If you're Abraham, okay, Lord, how will I know? Tapos sabi ni God, oh, labas mo yung baka. Labas mo yung, ano to, Lord? Piesta? <laughs> Papapiesta ba tayo? <laughs> you see, it's, it's so foreign to us what Abraham did. But during their time, this is something that they do often. And what God is saying to Abraham right now is that, Abraham, I am entering, I'm cutting a covenant with you. A covenant. You see, a covenant is like, literally, it literally means coming together for an agreement. It's like our modern day version of contract. Sino po sa inyo may pinirmahan ng kontrata? In any way. Diba? May pinipirmahan or something, may service, may binili kayo or anything. It's a contract. A contract, same with covenant. A covenant requires two people. Okay, two parties involved. And th- these parties will commit to do something. So may napag-usapan sila. And not only that, they commit to do their part of the covenant. That's what a covenant is. And isn't it true? That's what a contract is at the same way. There are different kinds of covenant. One covenant is called um, the equal kind or the mutual covenant, wherein it's the same level. It's kind of like the marriage, marriage covenant. My equal playing field, my equal roles and responsibilities. For some of you here, you are into business, you have business partners. There's equal share with it. Covenant. There's other uh, what we call a greater to lesser kind of covenant or a suzerain vassal, my king, tapos yung mga tauhan niya. Uh, it's similar to how an employee and, a, and an employer relationship looks like. Kung nagtatrabaho ka, you commit to work this number of hours. Kung ikaw yung employer, employ, yung may-ari ng company or whatever, you're, you commit to pay and you commit some benefits. There's a, there's a contract, there's an agreement. And there's also what we, we call a promissory kind of covenant where it's just one way. So what God was saying right now to Abram when he said, bring out the, the cow and cut it into half, God was saying, I want to make a covenant with you. He was legally binding himself. He's not just words anymore. Things got really serious right now. And we all know that, right? Lalo na yung mga may binibili po, may services na ina-avail. It wouldn't be official until there's a contract, right? Imagine with me right now, if you would go downstairs, di ba may nagbebenta po ng mga condo units doon or townhouses, tapos ikaw gustong-gusto naman natin, gusto, meron tayong pera pambili and all. And, and you met the salesperson, you, you pumunta kayo sa open house, op, tapos nakita, wow, grabe, sobrang fully furnished ng bahay. I'm ready to pay, I'm ready to buy this. Okay, so, Siyempre, pera, ganyan, and then and, and the salesman gives you the key. Sa'yo na to. And of course, we're so happy. Wow, thank you. Wow. Ibahay na ako. I really want this. Okay, how do, let's finalize this na. Okay, where's the contract? Ay, wala pong contract. Maniwala lang po kayo sa akin. Just, <laughs> we all know that's crazy, right? 
We all know na baka scam yan. We know that for it to become official, we need to sign a contract. It needs to be notarized. It needs to be paid in tax. It needs to be registered. We needs to be legally binding. God was saying to Abram right now, you're asking me, how, it will, how will it happen? I'm about to enter to a contract. No, 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 no. A covenant with you. I promise and I commit to give you land and give you children. What is Abram's role in this contract? Okay, terms of agreement. God, you will bless me. Second, you'll give me a child. Okay, next, you will uh, give me a land. Abram, what is Abram's part here? Nothing. Can you imagine that? Lord, what am I doing? Grabe yung blessing to. Paano ko ito pababa, babayaran? Hindi, hindi, hindi. It's nothing. I will bless you. I will give you land. I will give you children. And that's the amazing part about this. That's the amazing part about Christianity. The radical grace and love of God. What does, it, what does this show us? It shows us the unconditional goodness of God. That God is so good. Despite the flaws, despite the sin, despite the shortcomings, sa dami-dami ng kasalanan ni Abraham, sa dami-dami ng sablay ni Abraham, God still chooses to bless him unconditionally. That's too good to be true. It is true. That's the amazing part. This is Christianity. The goodness, the unconditional favor of God in our lives. It crushes us. A while ago, we were saying, singing that, the reckless. It's not really reckless. It's more of a radical kind. Paano to nangyari? And we all, especially if you're here and you have a relationship with Jesus, you know what I'm saying. You know all your sins before, all your impurities and all the things that you did before. I know my weaknesses before. Pero God, how, how could you love me? How could you accept me? How could you change me? How could you bless me? How can you do that to me? Lord, ang dami kong mali. Oh, ito lahat ng mga mali ko dati. Oh. Tapos mahal mo pa rin ako. The unconditional goodness and love of God. For those people here, you know what I'm saying. For those people here who are Christians, who have experienced the love of God, you know what I'm saying. This is the kind of love that destroys you. Not in the bad sense, but in a good sense. It changes you. Lord, ang bait mo. Ang bait, bait mo. So that's what Abram did. Kung gagawin natin modern time, ang pinakaginawa na lang naman ni Abram, parang print niya na lang yung kontrata. <laughs> parang ganun na lang yung ginawa niya. So he went out, he got the heifer, he got the goat, cut it in half, spread it out. So yun, yun yung time, ito yung procedure dati. Kung gusto mong pumasok sa isang covenant, kukunin mo yung animals, hatiin mo sa gitna, and then he waited. Then look at verses 12 to 13. It says here, As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dread and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for 400 years. Grabe, 
Verse 14, But I will bring judgment on the nations that they serve, and afterwards they shall come out with great possessions. As for yourself, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. And when they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. What was God saying? Imagine, have you ever experienced having a hard time sleeping? Nahirapan na po ba kayo matulog sa gabi minsan? Probably, for whatever reasons, maybe dami lang kasing iniisip. Meron po ba sa inyo dito nahirapan makatulog sa gabi kasi maraming iniisip? Right? Maybe it's a past mistake that haunts you. Yung pinagsisisihan mo, naalala mo minsan isang gabi, grabe. Maybe it's a present issue. Ay, naku, yung, office, yung report kanina, hindi ko napasa, lagot ako sa bus ko. Or maybe it's a future concern. Paano na lang yung anak ko? Paano na lang yung negosyo ko? Paano na lang yung, naku, napaka-unstable na economy? Isn't it true sometimes that keeps us awake because of fear? Maybe also we are, we are having a hard time because of a spiritual oppression. Maybe that happened to you. Or maybe we're having a hard time because so many things are happening in our minds. Look at here. Abram was sleeping and there was dread, great terror in the night in the previous verse. Sabi you know, dreadful darkness fell upon him. What does that mean? You, did you know that God's glory is terrifying? Inisip kasi natin si God, oh, yung may angels, may mga diapers yung angels, mga ganyan, cute-cute nila. No! The angels of God are afraid of God because He's so holy, He's so different, He's so glorious, He's so... If you've ever been to a person who's very famous, di ba nanliliit po tayo minsan? Lalo na yung may, kumari, fan kayo. Maybe you are into, imagine na lang, um, uh, K-pop, example. Meron ba dito fans ng K-pop? Uh, I, Nahiya, ARMY. <laughs> di ba, imagine ko nandito sila. Grabe, pinaitsura nila, ang kinis ng mukha. Di ba? Ang kinis ng mukha, mukha akong buwan. Parang ganun yung dating. <laughs> Nanliliit ka eh. Imagine the perfect presence of God. What God is saying right now, I'm entering to a covenant with you and I'm bringing my perfect presence with you. And not only that, He said something that will happen in the future. Abraham, your descendants, clue, descendants, magkakaanak ka, descendants, they will become enslaved. Maghihirap sila. But rest assured, they will, be, they will come out blessed. I'll make sure of it. In fact, Abraham, let me be honest with you na, ha? you'll die without land. But you'll die in a good old age. What does that mean? God was saying something right now to Abram, so powerful. He brought his, soul, his whole presence. Kumbaga may angas. Why? What was God telling Abram right now? God is telling Abram that God knows the future. Abram, sobrang advance ako mag-isip. <laughs> Papaalam ko sa iyo yung mangyayari. <laughs> Maraming challenges ang mangyayari sa panahon ng mga anak mo. But guess what? I know that and I will provide. You're worried about the future? Don't think about it. I'm there. God knows the future. The terrifying presence of God, which is in the present time of Abraham, is going to be there in the future. God knows the future. Who among you here, you know the future? None of us here knows the future. Weather forecast ka, nagkakamali. Na-experience nyo ba yun? Ulo ngayon, maaraw po, paglabas mo. Ha, ano to? <laughs> we can't control the future, but God knows the future. That's amazing. 
Let's continue with the covenant. Verses 17 to 19, it says here, When the sun had gone out, gone down, and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I will give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. And he goes on to say the other nations. Imagine, God commanded, oh, hatiin mo yung mga cow, yung mga baka, ganyan. And then, the tradition back then, tiba ngayon, pag contract signing, syempre, obviously, pirmahan. Okay, two parties, at least two parties for a contract to happen. So, pipirma, pipirma, non-authorize, if a file, tiba ganyan. Sa time nila, for a covenant to be legally binding, you cut out the animals in half, party A needs to walk by there, Party B needs to walk by walk through there. And what that means is, gawin mo sa akin yung ginawa mo sa mga hayop na to if I don't fulfill the promise. Patayin mo na ako, hatiin mo ko, pakain mo ko sa mga ibon if I don't fulfill the promise. Grabe, ito, ito po yung totoong pex man, mamatay man. <laughs> And you know what? It did. God was saying, Pexman, mamatay man, gagawin ko yung promise ko sa'yo. And here's the amazing thing. He did. He did do His promise. And here's the amazing part. He also died. Notice that there was only one person who walked through the sacrifice. And it's not Abraham, it's God. Because God was saying, I will bless you, Abraham. I will give you land. I will give you children. And in fact, magkalokohan na, magkamatayan na, ibibless kita. Maybe I'm just imagining, maybe Abraham, okay, tatawid na ako. Ay, wala na. Tapos na. Lord, what's my role there? That's the goodness of God. God was saying, that He will bless us, not because we're deserving, but because He is good, unconditionally good. And God is saying also, alam ko, Abraham, yung mga anak mo, magre-rebelde yan sa akin. Alam ko, Abraham, yung mga anak mo, tatalikuran nila ako. Alam ko, Abraham, yung mga anak mo, kamumuhian nila ako. At kahit alam ko yon, kasi God knows the future, di ba? Mamahalin pa rin kita. Kahit, I know what you're going to do in the future. But I will still love you. You deserve punishment. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and pay that punishment as well. Magkamatayan na, ibe-bless kita. At sa contract na to, sa covenant na to, hindi ikaw ang mamamatay, Abraham. I will. That's what he did. That's what Christ did. That's why the New Testament, when they looked at the story of Abraham and God's covenant promise, they said in Galatians 3, 13 to 14, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. In Christ Jesus, the promise to Abraham, we get to receive. Christ made that. 
Christ was the one who was cut off. Christ was the fulfillment. All the failures of the future, God says, I will repay that. Para lang mabless ka. Jesus took the punishment of our sins so that we can live in the blessings of His identity. That is the goodness of God. Humong here, pag kumatapat tayo ng worship, mami, grabe yung sarap worship. That's why we sing songs like that. Lord, you love me. You changed me. How does this now apply to us? Remember my question when we started. What do we do when the promises of God doesn't match the realities of life? For that, we have to look at a, a, a New Testament group of people who also experience God's promises but different realities. And that's the book of Hebrews. In Hebrews 6, 18 to 20, it says here, so that by two unchangeable things, see God and His word, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as, as sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become the high priest forever after the order, the order of Melchizedek. And we're about to end right now. Can I ask the music team to come up here? This is the biblical definition of hope. What do we do when the promises of God doesn't match the realities of life? We continue hoping. I know that sounds too simplistic. What makes this different? That's too simplistic. Let me ask first, what's the alternative? Worry? Trust something else? Trust ourselves. Do you know, na, tiba kung meron po sa inyo dito, kanina I was talking to one of our ushers, seaman, or correct me na lang po if I'm wrong, no? But a boat, tiba, <clears throat> a boat has an anchor. So, pag naglalayag po yan, so, and you know, the waves are moving, the winds are, you know, uh, minsan ang violent ng dating. And for the ship to be stable, they need to drop down an anchor. The anchor works not because it's heavy, but the anchor works because it needs to hit rock bottom. Para may mahawakan siya to be stable. Because the, the ocean and the wind is not stable, the anchor needs to go or hold on to something that's stable. Rock bottom. So pag natamaan ng anchor yung rock bottom, hopefully, it will add more stability to the ship. Let me ask you right now, where do we put the anchor of our hearts? Yung dagat po, marakas ang current. Where do we put our hope? Our savings? Our work? Our connections? Pastor, kilala ko si ganyan. Kilala ko si ganyan. Our health? Our investments? Where do we put our hope? In our health? In the economy na taas baba? In our work, na hindi mo alam kung tomorrow mag-crash yung company? In our connections, when you don't know, where do we put the anchor of our hearts? Where do we put it? Do we put it in our own strengths? Mabait ako eh, kaya ko, magaling ako eh. But it just takes one accident to change things. Where do we put our hope? What we can get from this message is this. If I were to put my hope 
hindi ko na po, bahala na po kayo sa decision na gagawin nyo. Pero in, if I were to put my hope, I will put it in the one who is unconditionally good to me. I'll put it to the one who knows my past sins but credited it to me as righteousness by faith. I will put my hope to someone who sees the future and who assures me that he is there. I will put a hope to that person who loved me despite of all my failures. I don't know with you. Bahala po kayo doon. But for me and my household, we will put our hope to him. That's the only alternative in my world. Maybe you have. And that, what do we do when the promises of God doesn't match the realities of our lives? We continue to hope in Him. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.